Hey, what's going on? It is February 23rd, and this is episode 47 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. What's going on? My name's Sam. What's going on? I'm Brandon. Hey. <laughs> it's just like movie phone voice or something. <laughs> got I got to switch it up. I got to keep you on your toes, man. Keeping it keeping it moving, man. How are you? What's up? I'm I'm great, Sam. I'm 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 actually wonderful. I'm I'm in an extremely great spot in life. How about yourself, sir? I'm doing well. I forgot I f- that I forgot to prop my microphone up, so I'm using a Mickey Mantle biography. Mm, okay. And a Ted Williams biography. Okay. Have you read both? You're you're muted, Sam. So it's this is great. Our our guy that's hosting this is just muting himself. I don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> I've read the Mickey Mantle one. It's called The Last Boy okay. with Jane Levy. It's pretty good. Okay. Books. I haven't read, read the them. Ted Williams one, even though I haven't. Okay. What's up, man? How uh, since we last spoke, the Super Bowl's been over. We've had a week to to um decompress no more football but we have a hell of a show because it uh just so happened to be the all-star break in the nba and a pretty eventful one at, at times for that we're going to talk about another class action lawsuit because that's what we do around here i guess yeah i guess major league baseball will it start on time question mark and uh How about the XFL? We'll get into all of that. But first, we have to start with a pretty exciting all-star weekend in Cleveland as the NBA unveiled its 75-year team. And uh, you want to start with the dunk contest? Uh, Sure, or lack thereof. Um, The dunk contest was absolutely horrific. And I got to be honest, it's been losing its luster for quite some time anyway. I mean, I think uh, most fans, as we know it, it used to be the best of the best uh, doing it. And I think that trend kind of started to go downhill, honestly, when LeBron decided not to do it. He's been in the league for what now? 20 years, eight, 19, 20 years. Uh, yeah. So I think he was... Once he kind of was just like, yeah, no, I'm just not going to do it. Never, ever flat out said he wasn't going to do it. Just never did it. Um, I think you started seeing the decline of some of like the most prolific superstar dunkers, right? Um, I I wouldn't consider uh, Zach Levine. uh, Now he's probably considered to be a, I wouldn't even consider him superstar. I still would call him like a star, but he's just a tier below. Um, but I mean, since then, I don't remember any superstars like premier. I have to go to a game to watch this guy dunk uh, since that time. And I think people just don't want to injure themselves. Um, I think it's an embarrassment thing. I think they don't, especially someone like. Well, that was going to be the next thing. That yeah, was yeah. the next thing for sure. I, I do All think right. that's a, a part of it. Um, but I, I think. I mean, I wish that. um this would all turn out and everybody would actually, you know, dunk. Like I just wish Braun would do it like maybe before his career is over. I hope John ja Morant does it. Um, Zion. Um, I'm hoping these type of players, well, <laughs> we'll be talking about Zion for sure. If he can ever get back on the court again. Um, 
But I think these type of players are the players that we really want to see on the court uh, during that. Uh, and now I'm also hearing that the rumor is that they're trying to move uh, the all or the dunk contest to the last thing of the weekend, um, which I think is kind of weird because traditionally it's always been the dunk contest the night before the all-star game and the all-star game is what everybody's there for. So I pray, I know they're trying to get more people to watch it, but I really think that, uh, and all honesty, Sam, I think that people are just probably going to start to now you sent me a, a video of who was it? Um, Kareem getting up and walking out in the dunk contest, which getting his coat and walking out. I, I gotta be honest. I would have, definitely done the same thing if I was sitting there because the dunk contest has been nothing. So um, what, what were your thoughts on the, uh, on the dunk contest? Mine is, I can't believe we actually started with the dunk contest, but it was, <laughs> it was the beginning of really all-star weekend. Um, yeah. I thought none of it impressed me. I go I with about the whole way, give it a six, you know, no, the all-star, the, all-Star game, I mean, if you want to just jump into the All-Star game, I mean, it was, you know, um, that was a that was fun. But the slam dunk contest, I mean, I thought Obi Toppin was, you know, he that's all he can do. I expected more. I'm still happy and Nick won something because <laughs> um, that doesn't happen. Uh, but it kind of just an embarrassing uh, display. All right, so just so you guys know, because just in case you didn't watch it, Obi Toppin from the Knicks won the slam. All he can do is dunk. (laughs) There was also Cole Anthony, which he did a cool tribute uh, to New York because his dad played for New York, which his father is Greg Anthony. Um, Put on Tim's to dunk and then then proceeded to screw up the dunk, which was extremely upsetting. Uh, Jalen Green, who can jump out the gym uh, for the Rockets, he was also a part of it. He failed. Um, yeah, it was just just to sum it all up, it was extremely lackluster and we could have done without it. Um, I guess we might as well just jump right into some other parts of it uh, before we get into the game. My favorite part of the whole weekend was seeing the 75th team. Yeah, that was great. And it was because of all the stories that were generated because of that. So normally the NBA all-star game, the halftime is normally a performance, but this year was special being that it's the 75th year of the NBA and legit had anybody really that you could imagine outside of Tracy McGrady being snubbed, which is still ridiculous. You had the likes of Dennis Rodman, the only person that wasn't dressed up. You had players that were actually playing, have to put on these suits and go out there during halftime to get so ridiculous. celebrated super nuts. Um, just to so everybody could be formal. Uh, but then there there was the Chris, there was the banana boat crew, which is Chris Paul, Mello, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, right? So you have them. Then you have the Scotty Pippins of the world. You had Jordan, who was the last person and considered to be the greatest player ever. And I'm going to get back to Jordan in a second because there's something very big that happened that I was proud that finally happened. Um, Seeing Charles Barkley, Shaq, 
Iverson, uh, uh, what you call it, uh, the logo, Jerry West, uh, Magic, so many amazing people that have graced that court and made the NBA and, and have been pillars to the NBA and what it is now uh, to be in the same arena as these young all-stars and, and some of the vets there and then dapping them up and giving them hugs and whatnot. You got to see Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen standing together. People were making a big thing and saying that Ray Allen snubbed KG when he walked up and dapped LeBron, but he literally had a picture with with uh, KG and Paul Pierce uh, during that whole thing. Um, I, again, <clears throat> before I, I dive further into it, Sam, um, what was your your favorite part of watching that i think it's it it was obviously awesome to have all these greats these legends in the same arena Mm -hmm. all the ones that could be with us um baseball does a great job of this all the time right honoring its past yeah and the nba has especially i feel like under this commissioner has done a great job of doing that um and when you really think about it that all the like the majority of the NBA greats are still with us, right? It's such a young sport in comparison to, to baseball. So to, to have, you know, as you know, from anyone from, you know, Bill Russell to Kareem and, you know, to magic and bird and, and, and Jordan and to now the, the greats now, it was, it was really cool too, to see how many of these top 75 players were in our lifetime, like in our fan lifetime. That was pretty cool. Uh, it would have been cool to see T-Mac. He had, you mentioned him, he had some great years, just undisputed great years where he was one of the best scorers in the league. It would have been cool to see him there. Um, uh, he should have been one of the people voted on because there's no way that T-Mac is not one of the the top 75 players of all time. And I yeah. know I know that there's other people that, How do you- that were in there, but I... I don't know how yeah, you I'd say them. the same thing too with, with Dwight Howard. I go back and forth. Like obviously Dwight Howard of the last eight years or so leaves something to be desired. But this guy, you know, was just a force, yeah. just a force um, for so many years and willed that magic team to a finals and, and, you know, was, was just, was a, gr- a great player. So I go back and forth on how I feel about him being snubbed, but you know, there there's some players that you kind of question, like, you know, okay. But overall, again, just to to see it all in one room was was pretty special. Yeah, and I, I looked something up while you said that because you said about uh, the longevity of of baseball, which it started on April twenty second, eighteen seventy six, and technically was founded in eighteen sixty nine, which is absolutely. Wild. 1869 you said yes wow. yes <laughs> like i thought it was like 19 something but yeah. it says 1869 wow. is when it was founded in cincinnati ohio um yeah the red stockings so there you go so that's uh that's pretty interesting because i know uh what was it basketball was 1943 if i remember correctly yeah um, it's just there it's just it's just crazy like I, i've heard this point before so i i've I've definitely stolen it from from somewhere before, but it's just great to to see like the living legends, you know, still with us and being able to be honored. I mean, you know, we we just know of Honus Wagner and Ty Cobb and 
yeah. you know, Babe Ruth, of course, and Lou Gehrig and ever, you know, but our, you know, our grandfathers saw them play, you know? So it's, it's like one of those things where like, it's just cool to be able to celebrate that. And I think Adam Silver and the, and the NBA should, should be applauded for that. That was pretty cool. It was cool to see Vanessa Bryan and her family. Well, it was and, cool to uh, hear the ovation for Kobe. Yeah. It always yeah and the Kobe. Um, um, of course, that was that was special. Of course, and it's always going to be. Um, I think my my favorite part of that whole situation <clears throat> was the LeBron Michael Jordan embrace because it's long overdue. They, I know LeBron and what he said after the game was so beautiful, um, which we'll get to the game in a second. But LeBron said, you know, like Jordan was the guy that. I looked up to he's the reason that I wore number 23. He's the reason that I did everything basketball wise. He was just like, he means everything. He was, and he flat out was being honest about it. He said, I know, you know, we really haven't communicated and, you know, been in the same room uh, over the 20 years I've been in the league. Um, but, you know, there's no way that I don't credit him for my career. He was like the fadeaway that LeBron ended the game with, which we'll get to. Uh, was Jordan-esque, right? Is that the way that it was It was ended? Uh, but the fact that they embraced each other, I think Jordan is opening up more, and I think you can – I think the passing of Kobe did that um, because Kobe was like his little brother, but how people clamor to be around Jordan. And I think Jordan always felt threatened more by LeBron when he started to see what LeBron did, because LeBron, if we're talking true conversation of who's number one, LeBron is really the only one that can, can be next to Jordan. If I'm being completely honest with his records that he's broken. Yes. He doesn't have, uh, what does he have now? He has four rings. Yeah. Two with Miami, one with Cleveland, one with LA. Yeah. So he's got four rings now. So I know it's not six or whatnot, but LeBron has literally almost caught or surpassed Jordan and all the statistical categories that Jordan was leaving in. So it's, he's the only one that could really say that he was, is as good or better than Jordan. And I know this will be an argument for eons (laughs) because you can never really compare people that played in two different decades. Right. Um, you can never do that. And it's going to be hard because it's, there's so many caveats to it, but just that embrace meant everything to me as a basketball fan. Um, and I'm glad, I hope they can build a relationship. They probably won't, but it was just really beautiful to see. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I mean, we can't not talk about Cleveland and an all-star game and LeBron without his comments too, about, and you know, the, (laughs) innuendos and comments after about the door being open yeah. for him to return or re- potentially retire in Cleveland. But the comments that kind of struck me was basically like w- about his son and wanting to play with his son before he retired, like wherever Bronny is my last year, I will, I'll play with him. The thing that always, the first thing I think about with, with Bronny is LeBron has always said that the biggest mistake that he made with him was naming him yeah. after himself yeah. mm-hmm. and the pressure that comes with that. Now 
I'm LeBron's a smart guy. He's got something to say about everything. And he he's usually very thoughtful when he, when he says something. So I'm sure his kids aspirations are to play in the league, but I, I just think that's, I just think it's a really weird thing to say and want to do. If I'm Bronny, I don't know if I want like this living legend, the greatest basketball player of all time. That's also my dad, like with me, my rookie season kind of thing. I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's a lot of pressure to put on a kid who's already got a world of pressure on him. It's not really a LeBron thing to do, you know? I never looked at it that way because I looked at it as he wants the opportunity to say that he played with his son. Sure. I, I don't think he's even thinking of pressure or anything like that. He they would be the first father son uh, duo to play together on the same team in the NBA. I mean, you had King Griffey Jr. and senior playing in MLB. Right. But this would be the first duo in the NBA. And this would be another first or another thing that LeBron has, you know, in his his ever growing uh, catalog of achievements. But I think it means the world to me because his son picked up the sport that he's playing. He he's right. He didn't naming his son that as a lot of pressure. But Bronny never had to play basketball. He never had to do anything that he didn't want to do. Right. He could have literally done anything else in the world, but he chose to play basketball. Right. And he's actually really good at it, too. So we'll we'll see. And I know we've I know you and I have seen it for many of years of. Players that follow in the footsteps of their parent. Right. And it just never really pans out. Right. Marcus Jordan. Um, I'm trying to think of like some other people uh, that have have tried to follow in the footsteps of their father. Uh, but it just never really looks well. I think Bronny. And Zaire Wade are like the perfect two young men um, and Sharif uh, O'Neal too uh, yeah. are like the perfect three young guys that can do what they have to do. I think, I don't think they are going to be the, as high as their fathers, but I think they could be super uh, stars in their own right. Uh, whether they'll be superstars or not, that I guess we'll just have to wait and see, but the way that this game now translates and how these young men play, like they're already ahead of the curve in the way that they play. So oh, totally. I don't think, and and I see your point, Sam, and it, and I never ever looked at it. So I want to touch that. Like I never looked at it that way of like, it kind of like feeling weird and putting that pressure on him. I, I just never immediately, I just thought of like, it's a dad that just wanted. Yeah. To play maybe it's, son. maybe it's not pressure for Bronny at all. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it might not be. It just strikes me as like a, you know, as a parent, you you want to protect your kid and whatnot. But also, I'm not a parent to, a, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, that's my situation and, and LeBron's situation are, could, could be different or different. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just it, it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, Bronny's up for the challenge. Mm-hmm. Zaire's up for the challenge. Um you know, they wouldn't they know what shoes they you know are in front of them and and uh you know they're gonna make their own their own path too. Yeah. That's just cause the cause their dads are um cool would teach are. them nothing less. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're legends. Sure. But I think that's the I think that's also the advantage too. I, I honestly because I mean they put in that work in the gym. Like and I've watched 
D Wade and Zaire workouts, and he is pushing him like no other, right? Because he's expecting his son to be great, right? And I know he's telling him like, you don't have to be me, be you. I guess you have the same last name, but be you. Carve your own way, right? Like Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony is way more athletic than his father ever was, right? Yeah, but his father was a phenomenal basketball player too. So Cole Anthony has made his own his own way. And I think that's kind of like, again, that's not a superstar, but his dad was a star in the league. Right. And he was able to his pave his own way. And he is a young star in this league too. So I guess we'll just have to see, but Sam back to the game. Let's get to the game, man. So I know they don't play until the fourth quarter (laughs) because that's the only time it really matters because there's a point uh, total that they have to reach, which I absolutely love that the NBA. I was just going to ask you, how do you, I think we talked about this last year, but I love yeah, it. Man. Yeah, I love it's it. It's so because, much fun. Yes. It, I love it for the fact, and and Braun is now five and O oh in this new format. So that's interesting in that. So team, and he's been team LeBron five times in a row and that. So um, just that, that they're playing for an actual number. Like these guys actually have a number to reach to win. And it's like, okay, we're trying to win now in the fourth quarter. Right. So the three quarters prior to is basically just, uh, Hey, it's a pre game warm up, <laughs> right? They're basically just throwing alleys. Yeah. Let's have fun. Clear out the way and catching three sixty alley-oops, which is John rant did who is absolutely insane. Um, you got Steph Curry out here breaking the three-point record in the All-Star game and almost was literally one shot away from breaking the high score in the All-Star game. Ends up becoming the MVP, rightfully show. Uh, so he should, after the fans in Cleveland booed the Currys the whole entire weekend, you guys should be absolutely ashamed of yourself uh, because you guys had an opportunity to draft him and you didn't. So there's that. Um, <laughs> but if I'm if I'm a fan of Cleveland sports and basketball, mm-hmm. I do not boo anybody. I, they, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I, I, I don't care if Bron got you one and and Kyrie and all that. Like Kyrie was heckled this year at a Cavs game. And he was just like, y'all are so he literally says y'all are so ungrateful. Y'all act like I didn't help bring a championship here. Like they should be the most clutch shots of all time. (laughs) Exactly. Like he should all time. He should be put on a pedestal when he comes in there. Like it should be like, Hey Kyrie, like how you doing? Like, thank you. Appreciate you for what you did. Never pay for a meal again. No, he shouldn't have to, but I mean, it probably is the way that Kyrie left. Like the way he leaves every place is probably the lasting memory for people. Um, Let's see who else in that game. Uh, You got Giannis who I feel like never, ever, doesn't take a game serious. <laughs> like he's always like game mode, ready to go. Doesn't care no matter what. Um, yeah, DeRozan out of here hitting, uh, 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 what you call it? Mid-range jumpers. There's actually a video of Luca and, um, uh, Jokic coming up to him. And Luca's like, do you like ever miss like a mid-range shot? He was just like, and Jamar was like, he was like, I mean, no. he's like, no. Cause like you go like 19 for 20. He's like, I mean, yeah, like, because DeMar DeRozan, for those that don't know, he really doesn't miss mid-ranges too much, which is a lost art in the NBA, which is so wild to say. Um, 
but yeah, that it's just, it's just also just really, really nice to see people that are on the same team playing against each other. Right. Uh, Steph was guarding uh, Wiggins. Uh, Giannis blocked uh, Middleton. Uh, it, it was just so, so many like cool dynamics to see people playing. They really need to do some of the jerseys, like go back to whoever made the jerseys in the nineties. They were way better than these all-star jerseys. Kind of like I know they'll never change it because you know fanatics and money. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like when you know one team wore the whites and like their home jerseys, and yes. the other team wore the the color jerseys, yes. like their their home jerseys or away whatever I home and away jerseys. That. Yes, like they'll never do that again because again, money. They sell these jerseys to kids. Of course. But, you know, I, I kind of liked it more uh, that way, but I, I guess I'm an old man when it comes to. I, I you're not stuff. old man. I enjoyed it that way. Shout out to Fanatics, Jay Z, and Meek Mill. By the way, they bought uh, Mitchell and Ness. Uh, that was kind of a big thing. Did they really? Reader. Yep, they did. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yep. So that happened. Breaking um, news here. You know, I just got stuff up my sleeve. Um, but uh, overall, I mean, I, I've made a vow to go to next year's All Star Game. Where is uh, it? Have no idea. Uh, <laughs> have no it's idea. An, it's in Anchorage, Alaska. It, it, Congratulations. No, guess, guess what? I will be in Anchorage, Alaska. Always kind of wanted to go there. Um, I heard it's beautiful. I, I heard so as well. Um, shout out to anybody that's listening out there um, that is in Anchorage. But um, what is what is your thoughts on it, Sam? Like the whole that whole game and yeah, I I liked it. I. I've been much more into the all-star game since this new point format, like this final, you know, final point thing. Um, I I think it's been fun to watch again. You know, we, we talked about halftime and you, you nailed all my points, like Steph and Wiggins guarding each other, being on the same team. I, I, East and West was cool. I, I like the draft. I like this year's draft, especially with KD just being like just total KD and uh, snubbing Harden and, and doing all that. That was fun. Um, but, he's, he's been throwing some shots, by the way. Yeah, I, I he's, mean, he's, he's like, you know, people that want to be here and stuff like that, because, I mean, like I said, James didn't have to say that, you know, the Sixers is where he really wanted to be. But we'll see, James, what happens. All right. One guess before we I, I like the game. The game was great. One one guess where you're going next year on February 19th, 2023, where you will be. This is not fair because I already looked it up. Salt Lake City. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I you're going to Salt Lake, city. baby. 30-year <laughs> anniversary of the 93 All-Star Game. Will, Salt Lake. I will go to Salt Lake City. That's you got to wear your John Stockton shorts. I will not wear anything John Stockton because I will not support John Stockton for anything that he does. I agree. Uh, I agree. I'm just but, making fun of the shorts, baby. But I would wear uh, the jazz shorts the, with the iceberg on it, the glacier or whatever the hell it was. Um, I'd do that. Uh, but... Also, I know that uh, Utah is pretty Mormon and there's certain rules that you pretty much have to get acclimated. So that's going to kind of be interesting for NBA players being in a predominantly Mormon city uh, with different rules on uh, prohibitions or, uh, excuse me, uh, alcohol prohibition is pretty much prohibition. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, all-star game and what is going to that that nightlife going to be in Salt Lake City, Utah? I need somebody to let me know because 
from the person that I know that lives out there and what I was told is not much going on out there. So good luck. <laughs> um, don't eat the pizza. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, luckily nobody's going against their team out there, but yeah, definitely shouldn't eat the pizza and get poisoned and stuff. Um, yeah, Sam, what we, what we got next? I think we did enough on that all-star. Hey, uh, yeah, you know? that was a, that was a good, uh, little deep dive. Half an hour. Hour. I'm an all-star game. Yeah, hey, know. um, speaking of the NBA though, mm-hmm. you hear these reports that the star of the new Orleans Pelicans, who we still haven't seen on the court, a one Zion Williamson just now because of public pressure reached <laughs> out to CJ McCollum, who we talked about being traded to the Pelicans on our episode two weeks ago. Yep. He's played five games with them already. Yeah. Um, and Zion hasn't played at all this year. And nope. does Zion suit up for the Pelicans again? Yes. In general. Yes, he does. But I also think the writings on the wall that Zion doesn't want to be there. Um, there's been rumblings yeah. from from his family essentially saying that, you know, he wants to be in a big market. I think that was evidently clear uh, before the draft uh, happened. I know he wanted to be in New York with his buddy, uh, RJ Barrett with the Knicks. Um, I know he wanted to continue to play with his one of his best friends in the world. So I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to force himself out, but he does play with the Pelicans again. But how long he stays with the Pelicans, don't know. Uh, and as Sam alluded to, I, and I told him, and I was definitely dying laughing when I texted you this, but uh, JJ Reddick on ESPN spoke about this like six times today, um, five to six times. But uh, basically talking about how, you know, it's not a good look. And that was his former teammate. Uh, and he, when he came in, he kind of, was giving him the rose, but as a good teammate, you you are to reach out to your other your fellow teammates when they come in, whether it's a two way guy, another star, whoever it is, you reach out to them to to welcome them. And the fact that Zion didn't do it until it was all over ESPN today, all over media outlets all day today, he finally reaches out, which is so wild to me. Um, I don't I don't know what he does. Also, the fact that he has and keeps having knee problems is pretty scary to me, um, especially with a guy of his size and a lot of weight. Like if he doesn't start to take the weight down and and really focus on his body, I don't see Zion having a, a long career, which is sad because he could be a true talent. But we also have to see him on the court, uh, which we haven't, as you alluded to. So I think this situation is very interesting, man. It's really Zion, Zion, like, I know they had to, like, teach him how to run again mm-hmm. after that rehabbing that injury last mm-hmm. year and, yeah. or two years ago at this point. Now, I don't even I don't know. It's all a blur pre pandemic, like right mm-hmm. before the pandemic when he came back. Um, he he just like watching him walk. He's got that like, I don't know, is one leg longer than the other, but he's always has that like hunch kind of thing going on. And I, we didn't have a podcast then, but it's really easy to say, like, I, I wasn't that as a Knicks fan, I was bummed that we didn't get the first pick to get Zion, but I was extremely bummed that we didn't get the second pick 
And I'm fine with RJ. I like RJ a lot. And he's developing. And only if the Knicks would play their young guys more because mm-hmm. they're going nowhere fast. But that's another podcast. Um, <laughs> the deep dive of the last 20 years of being a Knicks fan. The bonus pod oh, coming soon. I'm for it. <laughs> but, uh, man, if if you're the Pelicans, you, you got to get him on the court. You got to get him healthy and you got to get him out the door. Cause even JJ called him a detached team. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and you you want a good look. And he said it, he said it this morning on, you mentioned it off air. JJ was on like a million ESPN shows today, but I caught one clip that said, yeah, he got to get players in here that want to play and want to play with him or with, you know, with the the rest of the young core that they have on this team, and uh, yeah, see the thing is, I think, and, and they they keep calling New Orleans a small market team. Um, there's a team by the New Orleans Saints, name New Orleans Saints and and in, in New Orleans, and I'm pretty sure they're a pretty huge deal down there. And with I'm the salary sure cap, there's file in. Yeah. yeah, with the salary cap, there's no such thing, and and the the way the network. TV is and you can catch any game and there's no such thing as a small market team. Yeah, I, I agree. But that's in what baseball, they still the Kansas them. City Royals are a small market. Yeah, team. that's true. Very, very but, true. But oh, yeah. I, I mean, with Zion playing and being on a court and actually putting a, a, a solid product out there, like look what Brooklyn is doing. Like I, I, this is no, this is no Homer and me saying this. It's just they just got Goran Dragic, right? He has a relationship with Steve Nash. He was a former teammate. He he's a solid player and well-respected in the league, but he chose to go to the Nets who has KD, Ben Simmons, Kyrie. It's Brooklyn. Brooklyn's cold. It's New York City, though. You think Goran Dragic cares that he's playing in New York City, Sam? No. Okay, and that's the right answer. <laughs> Sam was look so confused. No, that's, the, <laughs> no, that's the right answer. The reason I'm question saying is this, that's the right answer because he just wants to go there and be with his other talent and potentially win. Guess what? Zion yeah, wants a ring. product there. Yep. And guess what? People are gonna want to come. They're gonna bite the bullet, get buyouts, do what they gotta do, take a lesser deal to go and try to get a ring. So this is what could happen there, but Zion needs to be there because they have CJ, they have Brandon Ingram, they have uh who else is, is down there? I can't think of his name. It's going to bug me now. Uh, I'll, I'll remember it, I'm sure, eventually. But Zion, <laughs> no. Zion's just got to, A, if he's not healthy completely, needs to get healthy, which is an, another issue. And then if you want to be gone, make it known so we can just be over and done with this. I hate when players draw this out. And yeah. act as if they don't want to be there and have their family speak and, and all this. Like this just gets real messy. Yeah, it's it's um it's a mess, but at least they have a lot of draft capital. And for a team that doesn't, let's real quick, your thoughts. We're going back to LeBron and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. All these reports of clutch sports being uh who who rep uh um some guy named LeBron and and A D. Mm-hmm. And all this being upset with the Lakers and Rob Polanco, their GM. What do, you, what do you what do you make of all this? Speaking of just unhappy talent, I mean, again, it would be it would be more helpful if AD was actually healthy and on the court. Because I feel like every time we talk about basketball on this podcast, it's like, when will AD be back and be healthy for these Lakers? When will who be back? Anthony Davis. 
plain clothes. Because uh, <laughs> right, right. that's all he continues to be in. Uh, I mean, last I heard, LeBron was the one that reached out to Russell Westbrook to come and join up with them over the summer. That hasn't worked out well, has it? But Russ is always, well, last year he was a second-half player. I mean, I know there's only 20 games left, so I guess we'll see what Russ does. Um, but it, Let it's Russ a, cook. Yeah, no, that we let's not apply that to this one. Um, <laughs> this is an aging roster. Like, it does not age well, which is why I think LeBron opened the door again um, and basically was just like, because he, he knows what he'll get in Cleveland. In Cleveland, he knows that he'll get whatever he wants, right? Hey, listen, I need this. Okay, we'll, we'll go and get this. Well, hopefully they don't trade the whole young nucleus for him i mean they might and that's the sad part they might um but they can be mad at rob palinka i think i said it on here before uh eric uh eric vogel right yeah frank vogel frank vogel thank you i'm putting eric spolcher and frank vogel together um frank vogel is not it, never was it, shouldn't have been it. Jason Kidd honestly should have been the, the head coach because that's who LeBron wanted. Um, and Jason Kidd wouldn't have been a pushover to LeBron. I'm telling you this right now. A Hall of Famer is not going to sit there and listen to LeBron and be like, yeah, okay, Bron, I'm going to do it, whatever you have to do. Yes, he's going to bend, of course, as a superstar player, but Jason Kidd is a point guard, and point guards are strong-minded. But – LeBron, it is what it is. Your your teams historically have been bad around you outside of the heat and the product that you had at having Kyrie because he was already there and bringing Kevin Love in. Um, yeah, that's his teams have really been bad throughout the the history of his career, and that's because he commands so much money. But get your get your money, man. Get your money. Well said. Well said. All right. Hey, um, what's next here? How, how about we talk about <laughs> how about we talk about Major League Baseball? Okay. So the owners and the players, as you recall, in December, the players locked the the owners locked the players out. There's been a huge divide on on finances and how they're going to like figure out this collective bargaining agreement. They've met. They met last week for like 15 minutes. The uh, owners put out a, a proposal. The players didn't, re, re, you know, didn't uh, rebut anything, and they just left. That 15 minutes. Now, apparently, they've met for the last two days. They're going to meet tomorrow, but little progress has been made. So I'll ask you this question again: Will Major League Baseball? start on time no they met today when you guys hear it it'd be a day late three for three hours that the day before they met for five hours and nothing has progressed in either of them apparently uh it'd be uh what is it a 75 percent um on what's the arbitration um there's there's so many stupid things that they have going on sam i'm I purposely have not been following what's been going on because it just aggravates me. Yeah. It just pisses me off. Yeah. If I'm going to be honest, like, yes, I have a obligation to you as the listener and to Sam as a co-host to know what's going on with it. And I know the parts that I need to know, 
But overall, I don't care because all I want to do is see baseball. I want to go to a game this year. My my year was cut short last year with my injury, so I didn't have the ability to go. I'm going to games this year, right? Especially because I may not be in New York for too long. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a whole nother thing. That's not anytime soon, so don't worry about that. But I mean, I ultimately don't want to be here because you know taxes. Um, so <laughs> so there's that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just wish they would get their shit together so we can watch baseball. Um, because honestly, watching a game at home now for me has become so boring. But being at a game, it feels like it goes so much quicker. And I just enjoy my time at a game. So, yeah, let's get this done. Please. Yeah, I can't wait for baseball, man. It, I've, uh, I agree with you. I, I don't know all the details. I don't, I don't care. I usually side with the players on this. Um, when when it comes to these things, I don't even know who's right, who's wrong. <laughs> it, you know, I, I did read the sixty percent of Major League Baseball aren't millionaires. So you got billionaires fighting with millionaires and hundred thousand heirs, whatever. Um, but let's just get, to, I've been saying this, dude, we've been saying this for like a month. Can we just get spring training and baseball? We, we have like a clock of couple, like a week or two before <laughs> we start losing, losing uh, the opening of the season. So like, let's get this going. I, I, I wouldn't uh, hold your breath, Sam. And that's unfortunate. I know. I, I guess know. we'll see. Well, we got next. Hey, hey, you want to play Do You Care? Let's go. All right. How about this? The United States women's national team players get $22 million after an agreement with U.S. soccer uh, to end their equal pay dispute. Hayes, do you care? Yes, 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 and yes. Congrats, ladies. You stood for what you thought was right, what is right what is right right so Mm -hmm. you you did what you were supposed to do and you were rewarded for it and it's unfortunate that we even had to sit here and listen that these these young ladies had to fight for this uh it's sad that people that are certain demographics uh certain genders don't get the uh same uh just do as their counterparts and that is a very disgusting part uh in this country still um it 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 just makes me so so happy that today that they were able to get a settlement of 24 million dollars um so it says 22 million of which will go to the players so i'm assuming there's probably the other two million probably go to the lawyers or whatnot um and I, that's what I'm assuming, uh, or it'll probably go to the Federation. I don't know. Uh, but 22 million will be split between the players. Um, super, super happy uh, for the likes of Megan Rapino, uh, my girl, Alex Morgan. Uh, I know Carly Lloyd isn't there. She retired. Love her to death though. Uh, who's my girl. Why can't I think of her? Uh, Kristen Julie. Press. Kristen Press is my girl. No. I, I know Julie Ertz is, is she? I love Julie Ertz, but she Kristen, be, right? She Kristen should be your girl. Her, no, 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 no. Press is, is her husband's your boy. I love, I love Zach, but no, that's <laughs> she's married. Uh, but Kristen, Press I didn't mean it like girl. that, man. 
I know. I know you didn't. But uh, super happy because what they said, and which I absolutely love, is what we win, we all win, right? And that's <laughs> that is right. And I'm super happy. So, Sam, uh, being that you're a girl dad, you know, have some beautiful women in your family that I that I love as well. Um, how how does this make you feel, man? Dude, uh, you you nailed it. Like this shouldn't even be a thing. And I'm glad, you know, it sucks that like litigation and all of this had to happen to, to make it a thing, but it's a thing now. So, um, yeah, congrats, ladies. And it's one more step for equality in sports and hopefully you know, in the world. <laughs> in the in world. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I yeah, do. No, definitely. I do. Definitely excited as a girl dad and, uh, um, you know, just like, let's, let's keep the momentum. Let's keep it moving, man. WNBA. Let's, let's keep it, let's keep it going. And outside in the workplace, let's, let's like crash those glass ceilings and just like, keep, keep striving, man. Let's go. Love it. Love it. Yes. What we got next on DUK. Hey man, the NFL and the XFL are collaborating on select innovative programs to quote, further expand the game of football and create an increased opportunities for player development, both on and off the field. The XFL announced um, yesterday. Your mm-hmm. thoughts. Do you care? I do care. Uh, I enjoyed my time going to uh, the XFL right as I was talking about getting season tickets next year, I was on a list to get season tickets, all that. It's so crazy how that transpired, but a uh, friend of the show, uh, uh, Farkas, Brian Farkas, uh, he, him and I went to the game. Phenomenal. Like where you would normally go to the game and as an NFL and how far you may be parked away from the stadium. Nope. We were literally in like the first <laughs> three or four rows of the parking lot. You're able to easily walk in easy walk to go get merch which is cool because i have some pieces of merch i wear a hat a dad hat that i got there all the time um but it was really really cool and what they did is they reached out to people um asking about their experience because you know they just brought it back uh then i got put on the the list to have season tickets and then covina came and ruined lives um but i loved the fact of what they were doing um I know I gave all those little fun tidbits about it, but what they actually did in the games and how they showed um, the refs discussing calls and getting the call in uh, to the to the booth or back to, quote unquote, New York. Right. Let's just say uh, and and figuring out and getting the proper call in um, how they did certain plays and uh, made things. The fact that the NFL saw that and their ingredients with that, that. You know, we can try our new rules here. This essentially makes the XFL the G League of the NFL. And I said that to Sam. I'm pretty sure he agrees, but I do care about this because, I mean, more football. And it was entertaining. So whether you got to go to a game or you just watched it on TV, it was entertaining and it was something to kind of hold you over, you know, when you had still football you had basketball and then it went right into baseball and it's like you never had a gap of sports which i think was great so sam do you care yeah man spring football like hopefully this works this time i think dave our buddy dave Sepperson went to a couple games uh some of my friends went 
went to a couple games it seemed really cool they shared similar experiences to you where they were sitting like on the goal line or um the 50 yard line like oh my gosh just great seats you yeah. know uh just a great time what was the what's the new york team guardians oh, the the guardians yeah Not i mean the, the best guys. the best new york football team what Jeez. All right. <laughs> so slated to come back next february 2023 it's in good hands with the rock man um there's a lot legacy there not only his his history playing football but of course with the wwe and just the ambassador uh of the wwe and and sports that he is and just all around good guy right like it's in it's in good hands with the rock i I feel like and this is a really good step to have like the support of the nfl i know the afl had that similar kind of support but um you know they want to see this they want to see this succeed and it'll it'll be interesting and you know it gives it gives these guys a shot to play football and hopefully uh you know we can find some uh so find some diamonds in the rough there to to play on Sundays in, in I, the fall I do want to say this um it's if you guys have never seen or heard of ballers on HBO um by our friends HBO Max account, or if you're able to afford it, go ahead and you know subscribe and watch Ballers because literally it is a spitting image of what is happening right now. It, it's it how the Rock and all the moves that he's made and the fact that he's literally bought the XFL and and, and now how it's transitioning to the league. It's like so eerie how everything lines up, and it was such a great show. I'm still kind of pissed off that it's now no longer i never happened. finished it i was you like should. two or three seasons into it you should because the way that it yeah. ends it like the way the season that it went right into after that like meaning the nfl it was the main topics that were being talked about at that point in time yeah so yeah, it, was, it was a good show it was well written um yeah what we got next man hey uh let's uh let's end this thing on a high note august 21st 2022 yankee stadium Finally, will retire the number 21, uh, Paul O'Neill Day. Okay. Do you care? I do. Uh, my my father came to me today. He's like, did you hear? Uh, I said, yes, Paul O'Neill's getting his, his jersey retired. He was like, that's a, that's a shock. I was like, what? He's like, that's a shock. I said, what is shocking about it? I he said, he's one of the greatest Yankee players ever. Like, what are you talking about, Pops? He's like, I didn't think he was that that great. I was just like, okay, all right, well, nice, nice talk, <laughs> and we're we're good. Um, I I, I love Paul O'Neill. I just love the grit that he always brought. Um, I love how they rally behind him, how clutch he was. Uh, he's just a no nonsense type guy, uh, and I also love him as an analyst now. Um, oh, he's is, great on he's TV, phenomenal yeah. in the booth. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm happy for it. I mean, he's a guy that I I, I mean we got to watch uh, during the Yankees like historic run, um, the dynasty. So I I mean, I'm happy for him. I, I'm I so I do care. How about you, Sam? I care. He's him and uh, him and Bernie were always my favorite Yankees. Bernie. But yeah, that 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 grit that he uh, played with and and just you know, attacking the water coolers when you're like 12 years old watching that was like the coolest thing. Um, he's already got a plaque in Monument Park. 
I can I can agree with your dad to a degree. The Yankees have twenty three yeah. retired numbers yeah. now. It's kind of crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, but literally, like this number has been retired for twenty years already. One player has worn it, and he was booed by the fans for wearing number twenty one. And he changed his number. Do you know what player that was? No. Latroy Hawkins. Wow. The the bleacher creatures booed him out of the stadium and he changed his number. The 21 has not been issued since. So um, yeah. So it's okay. it's a, one of those things where uh you know, in my mind it's already happened, but um <laughs> I will definitely try to be there on August 21st because that'll be a lot be a lot of fun. I was cool. at um um, I was at Derek Jeter's retirement or number retiring ceremony oh, thing. So you want to end this podcast now is what you're saying. No, I was just saying like, that was, that was great to see Derek Jeter's number retire. No, I'm saying that I'm, I'm, I'm hating. That's what I'm saying. Cause you just told me that you were there at that one. Which I Sorry, man. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Oh, thanks. Double down. Wish you were there. Got you. Double down. Mm. All right, guys, this is going to be the last time that you hear Sam on this podcast because I'm going to take his life after this. Uh, so that's great. Yep. 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 It's going to be uh, gone. Don't worry. Don't worry, Sam. Um, how about you'll, um? you'll be missed? <laughs> how about that, guys? <laughs> you will if, be uh, if you're listening to this, it's already too late. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> oh, man. That's the album title, right? If, if you're you, reading this, it's too if you're late. Reading this, it's too late. Yeah. Yep, that's for sure. Um, that's it, man. That was a episode 47 of the Chasing Points podcast. What are you looking forward to this week? The how you we want some bonus coverage? We could talk about the day 2500. No, let's not. No, and let's, right. let's go. Uh, looking forward to uh. The game start back up, I think, on Friday, Thursday, Friday, NBA. Friday, um, I think. So I'm maybe there's forward. a game or two on Thursday. I know, I know there's a <laughs> the Nets have a, a rough uh few games coming up, but uh I'm looking forward to seeing what the Nets do um with Thursday. this new team that they have uh that they've established with these new players. Uh, kind of want to see what it looks like. They got, like I said, 20 games to kind of get this dynamic together. Uh, I'm looking forward to see if New York changes this dumb rule on their own players if they're not vaccinated, cannot play. But anybody else from any other team could come in unvaccinated and play. Um, I was talking to Sam about this. Sam was kind of taken aback by it. I still am because I just think it makes no sense whatsoever. I'm That's not been against... the rule this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I'm not. Uh, well, when they when the NBA, uh, I guess when the NBA or sports was coming back, that was a rule implemented. Um, hopefully, they change that. I guess we'll see. Again, I'm not against certain rules being implemented. But I mean, that just makes no sense. Like you're shooting your own team in the foot. Like <laughs> you can't, we can't have our stars or any of our players out there, but anybody else that could literally be coming in with whatever we just, they can play. It's okay. Yeah, um, I feel like the way these mandates are being lifted, especially in the tri-state area, it's only, yeah. it's only know, a matter of time, matter of yeah, time yeah. for sure. Um, outside of that, just looking to uh, in, enjoy life and, and, you know, it's, it's been pretty, pretty great. Um, 
hopefully I hear back to see if I got this new position, but we'll go from there. That's also I'm looking forward to. Hey, man, fingers crossed. Thanks, bud. He deserves it. Thanks. If you're Uh, listening. (laughs) What uh, what are you looking forward to? Hey, man. uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Baseball. Basketball. Okay. Sports. No, all, right. um, all of it got it no seriously it's kind of it's a weird week right there's some basketball games coming back on thursday and then mm-hmm. friday and there's no spring training to watch and yes i watch spring training games on that weird they're not weird it's spring training it's cool i enjoy spring training as well hey i, I love this weather in the northeast where it's like 60 degrees one day and then you're getting five inches of snow the next day so um, we got some of that in our future, so that'll be fun too. But um, just spending time with the fam and some friends, and hopefully I, I'm with you yeah, soon. We'll we'll head down to the stadium and uh, and do that for sure. So see that, what you remember what you just said about that the weather. That's the reason one of the reasons why I want to be out of New York too. Oh yeah, dude, it's brutal. It's brutal. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it, man. That's episode 47 of the Chasing Points podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you listen on Spotify, there's a following button. Hit that follow button. You'll get updates. Um, and there's you know a little update thing about when Brandon posts these great episodes that he does a great job producing. And uh, you can leave reviews. Make sure you leave us a five-star review, please. It goes a long way on Apple Podcasts and as well as uh, Spotify. So uh, and you can check us out. Uh, we got a cool little blog and uh, you can listen to all our past episodes at chasingpointspodcast.com. So for Brandon, my name's Sam. Thank you so much for listening until next week. Peace. So I don't think I've ever did this right on here. Sam, you can probably just tell me, but it, it just kind of keeps rearing its head over and over again. Um, so this is to you that go to the gym. Um, big pet peeve of mine, uh, when you're working out in the gym, some gyms have long mirrors covering long walls so you can work out and see and look at yourself and look at your form. Now, I know you've seen probably funny gifts and memes and whatever type of videos now of people flexing in the you know, Mira and people making jokes and all that stuff. It's not who I'm talking about. I mean, that's that's for another time. I'm talking about those that choose to stand directly in front of you as if you're not trying to see yourself in the mirror as if there isn't a wall full of mirrors. So my question to those that are listening that possibly do this, why in the hell do you do this? You see somebody working out, but yet you decide to stand directly in front of them as if their workout means nothing and yours is more important. Guess what? It's as equally as important as it's to both of you. And it's hell of annoying to just come and stand directly in front of somebody while they're trying to look at themselves, get some gains. I mean, come on, who doesn't wake up and try to get some gains? You know what I mean? But, you know, I've said enough. Just just know if you're in the gym and you're working on the same gym as me and you come stand in front of me, you are in well of my range of getting hit with the weight. You have been fairly warned. Um, That is assault. Don't go and do that. Uh, All right, guys. Goodbye.